0: Welcome to KC Corner, episode 28, and we have a special guest today again. Ah,
1: such a special guest. (laughs) I'm so excited to introduce a dear friend of mine, but we're going to... Put him on hold for a few yeah, minutes exactly. here. Yeah, are Getting to get the, the to important stuff. stuff first. <laughs> exactly. Well, actually, we'll get to the important stuff later. But it's going to be a special day at Casey Cornerland. I'm excited.
0: Yep, we're having Derek Ebers join us uh, later in the episode, and then we're already pushing back our homework. Uh, chapter two, Prodigal God. We're going to push it to next week. So exactly. We don't have too long of an episode. So
1: yeah, those of you who missed, it's okay. You can get caught up. And uh, I'm just excited to talk to a real live missionary. You know, it's it just is. incredible. So,
0: but before then, we can go. Back to uh, your next sermon
1: of summertime songs. No, wait a minute, Brooks. We're jumping right in here. You don't want to talk about our Monday, oh, yeah, that's birthday. Right. That's right.
0: I just wanted to skip right over it. You did. We can't. <laughs> this
1: is life, Brooks. You know. So, hey, for all those who are listening that want to keep up with our life, uh, thank you very much, Mom. Um, my mom's <laughs> in heaven. Thank you, Vicky. But anyway, uh, we celebrated my son Caleb's birthday on Monday. My day off uh, on the 3rd of August, happy birthday, shout out to Caleb and Brooks and I, Caleb and a dear friend, Luke Gregerson. Former MLB uh, baseball player, kind of cool. <laughs>
0: World Series champion.
1: Yeah, we decided to play golf, didn't we, Brooks?
0: We did. did. It, Took the day off of work. Did. I had to. It's your off day. Exactly. So
1: we played golf in 95 degree weather, which, you know, we started early, but mm-hmm. we played 36 holes. Yep. And, uh, it was a long day. I'm telling you, it's uh, it was it was a great day, but my goodness, I'm still recovering.
0: <laughs> didn't drink enough water. You need more sunscreen. I, I,
1: yeah, I didn't put any sunscreen on. Here's <laughs> an idea. I loved it because I got home and Katie was saying, uh, Jeff, did you put on sunscreen? I'm like, no, I didn't have any. And then I find that she's like, well, did Caleb and Brooks? Oh, yeah, they all had it. Like, what's wrong with you? You know, you're the adult. You know, I guess you're the adult too, Brooks. <laughs> I love <laughs> so, the
0: young guys be more mature than yeah, we're it's... We're lathering up every
1: few holes. It was. That's true. But, hey, by the way, it was a lot of fun. You played You played some good golf. So, Thank uh, you. I appreciate it. But appreciate the, didn't it. we have a longest drive contest on the number 10 there? And there yeah, but she number... didn't hit it in the fairway. Oh, whatever. No and, Get and, out you know, of everything here. For it? And we the, gave it to it, you. It, gave listen, you a courtesy. The one guy forgot to cut that one little six inch strip, man. So all I know was a farther than you, bro. So old man can do it, which was great. So all right, let's get to the real stuff.
0: Now we can. Yes. Okay. All right. Summertime songs.
1: Summertime what songs. What you meant to say. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, love this last Sunday as far as David's uh, psalm. Um, first of all, you know, it's a beautiful psalm. It's it's an acrostic psalm, which uh, in the Hebrew, uh, each verse is going to be starting with the next Hebrew alphabet. Um, uh, interestingly, I didn't say this in my sermon, but the... the That's the, why it's uh, called what
0: you meant to say. Exactly.
1: Well, I didn't say this because I didn't want to... <laughs> I didn't want to get stuck here, but uh, none, one of the Hebrew letters was was missing in some text. And in, and if you look at that psalm, you'll see one verse is in parentheses, mm-hmm. and that's the one that's not in all of them. And so uh, it kind of debate, you know, what happened to that. Um, but anyway, let me get to the point. It's, it's also referred to as David's song. And what it, a beautiful song of singing of God's greatness and his goodness, but... Really what I meant to say was the reality is we'll never know God's greatness. We'll never know God's goodness apart from his grace and mercy and how God wants to reveal himself to us. And David is going to use the ver- the, the words of Moses and how God revealed himself to Moses. And that song continues. and He says, The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all and has mercy over all that he has made. Is that not resounding good news Mm -hmm. and you know david had to have a god who was great because he could see god's greatness in the stars as he's a shepherd boy he could see god's greatness as he uh in god's name took down goliath but david needed a god who's merciful because of that Bathsheba deal Mm -hmm. you know uriah the hittite and a god who is gracious and not just david that's us and I, I love the fact that when God chooses to reveal Himself to us, the what He wants us to know first and foremost is, hey, I'm gracious, uh, I'm merciful, I'm slow to anger. And if we play the tape back to when God revealed that to Moses, it's right before the giving of the law. And you know, it's almost like, hey, I'm going to give you the law, but this is going to save you. This is going to point you to Jesus, and this is going to tell you who I am. But don't forget because you're going to be a mess, um, that I'm gracious and merciful and slow to anger. So, mm-hmm. you know, what, really what I hope to say in the midst of God is great, God is good, is God is gracious, mm-hmm. and that we would never know his greatness and goodness apart from his grace.
0: Yep, and I know you talked a lot about praise uh, in this past sermon, and I think it's fun to praise people and compliment people, and then, you know, on the greater scale of our great creator when you're in nature for anything, for any sure. merciful act in your life, I think it's Fun to do that and fun to compliment and do that to people and Jesus.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And he's he is the ultimate there, that's for sure. And I, I really was intrigued with that uh, story of Joe DiMaggio. I'd known that story that, mm-hmm. you know, growing up with, as a Yankee fan and my dad's favorite Yankee and that he would insist that when he was announced... Uh, that he was the, the the greatest living Yankee, and you mm-hmm. think, oh my goodness, I mean, who who, how arrogant, you know? I mean, uh, what in the world? But when God wants to announce Himself, um, He could have said the greatest and dropped the mic, and mm-hmm. He is, and He had every He has every right, and we should do that in the 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 best. But when He announces Himself, He's like, hey, I'm merciful and gracious, mm-hmm. and. Yep. Good stuff.
0: And you, you mentioned that a lot of high and holy and meek and lowly as well. So. Yeah. Which Perfect is, representation. Oh,
1: it's so good. You know, we, we need both. We need a high holy God and a meek and lowly God. And mm-hmm. We got him. Thank goodness. So what do we have
0: to look forward to this week? What well, this week,
1: it's an exciting week, Brooks. I mean, it's exciting because it's going to lead into our, our interview today with uh, our very famous Derek Evers. But this week, uh, we're going to Singing to the God uh, Who Saves the Nations. And... Uh, that's been the reason why God created the earth is to fill it with his glory. Um, the reason that he's created us in his image is to know and love him. And he chooses us like he chose Abraham to be a blessing to the nations as he chose the nation Israel to be a blessing to the nations. We now as the church are to be a blessing to the nations. And in Psalm, what I hope to say is this, in Psalm 67, it's often referred to as a kind of a missionary psalm. Um, because it really goes well beyond just the nation of Israel to talk about let the nations be glad, let the nations sing his praises. And um, John Piper wrote an incredible book, and it was quite a, while, a few years ago, Let the Nations Be Glad. It really helped shape my life and my understanding of missions. And he says that missions exist because uh, worship doesn't, uh, that worship is the goal and the fuel, the fuel and the goal uh, of, of of missions is worship and so um, and you think about that i mean it's, why do we send people like the Ebers out to romania and the family to live there it's so that they can have the joy and the privilege of knowing the god who is that they too can enter into the song of worshiping the God, and we we get to the end of the story, Brooks, and we see it's going to be every tribe, tongue, and nation, and people are going to be there. Thank God, I can't wait. We're all going to be one in Christ. We aren't going to lose our identity. Uh, this Derek buddy buddy of mine, he's originally from Canada. He's got he's got a citizenship in Canada. I, mean, I don't know if he had to give that up uh, or not, but he also has one in America. Now he lives in Romania. I mean, how how cool of that distinction? Uh, and he spent a lot of time in Mississippi. I don't know what happened there, but. <laughs> Sorry, folks in Mississippi, but anyway, he. Uh, um, but his citizenship's in heaven, and that's that's kind of probably what drives him. So it's a, uh, that's the goal. So we're going to look at the fact that, why does God bless us? Uh, it starts. The psalm's going to talk about, you know, God, let your face shine upon us. Well, God blesses us to be a blessing. That's what He did with Abraham. It's that's His M O. You know, God blesses to be a blessing, and. He blesses so his name is glorified. And so we think of our motto, for the glory of our great God, for the good of our neighbor. And we're going to ask God to shine his face on So that's what I hope to say. We're going to have a uh, opportunity to meet uh, Derek and Shannon Evers, And uh, we're going to have a, a privilege of hearing a little bit about their ministry. And uh, as a matter of fact, Sunday, we haven't got word out yet, but at 5 p.m. on Sunday, there'll be a Zoom opportunity uh, for... I'll meet and greet with the Ebers. I'm so sad that we aren't going to be able to open up our house in this COVID crazy world like we would like to with them here. But um, I'm excited for folks to meet him.
0: I'm excited. And I haven't had an opportunity to go on a mission trip before. So I'm excited to hear the stories that Derek and his family have for sure.
1: Oh, well, listen, you got to go, man. We're going to go. <laughs> Lord willing, we're going to Romania. So he's got to be there. Is that a deal? Deal. All right. well, let me, <laughs> Let me introduce to you my friend. And if... Uh, uh, this is, this. I wish you could see what I could see if a picture paints a thousand words. This is Derek Evers. This is uh, my, my my a little bit younger brother in Christ, but... Um, but better looking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can guarantee one thing, he is in way better shape. Uh, Derek is uh, his, his actually, you've won bodybuilding contests, is that correct? Yeah, you know, I started late in life. In, right. well, I was 43, but it was something...
2: That I just I just love to do and it became real and uh, in Romania, yeah, I placed top three in
1: That's incredible. Probably ten different competitions. Forty three. Yeah. Man, that's impressive. Forty three. Yeah, to if, if if I took my shirt off at forty three, I would have been thrown out of every competition everywhere. But anyway, <laughs> let's get to the good stuff. Hey Derek, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you grew up in Canada, in Edmonton, you were on a, a ranch, uh, you know, farm up there. Did you know Christ growing up? I mean, when was Jesus introduced into your life? And what was life like for you? Let's get a little bit of background here.
2: Okay, Uh, I can can try to keep this short. Yes, I went to church every single Sunday morning and every single Sunday evening. And that's what we did. Um, Let's see. Well, very, I, I would say moral. I'm I was a very moral person, Hmm. and uh, I like to check off the boxes. Hmm. So I went to church, and honestly, I can say that I counted the light bulbs and the ceiling tiles at church during every (laughs) sermon. Wow! And uh, fell asleep in most congregational prayers, Hmm. and did that until I met Shannon.
1: Uh, Interesting.
2: Who has an interesting background that did not grow up in a Christian home? She was Mormon part of the Mormon church for some time because her dad was Mormon and she lived with her mom and her dad and three other moms. And, um, it's, yeah, it's, uh, he, he, it's he, a complicated he, story. He did have multiple wives. Yeah. He's on his fifth one right now.
1: I mean, I mean at the same, t- not at the no, same no, time, not, not at the same time. Not the same time. Okay. That was a real just, Mormon story there. Just, I mean, yeah, it's like, oh my no, goodness. No, not, not quite that Mormon. Right? <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> but, well, um, <clears throat> Yeah, we, I, I so I, I grew up going to church every Sunday. Didn't really mean anything except that we had to be there.
1: But and Shannon came, did. So she had it. I met Shannon actually at the gym. Okay, go figure that. And
2: and she wouldn't really leave me alone. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I said, well, I, I was I, I was raised, don't date girls that don't go to church. I gotcha. You know that that was me checking a box. Like, how do right. I get away from this girl? Right. And and she said, take me to church. So I did. She went with me. And
1: that's you know, incredible.
2: That was 30 years ago. Wow. And, and, and that's what led me to Christ,
1: honestly. Isn't that great? How, does, how wonderful is God? You bring her to church to check the box, and, and God uses her to bring you yeah. to Jesus. That is just beautiful, that, that's gospel like stuff. You,
2: like you said, that's that's sing a song of thanksgiving, man. That's that's incredible.
1: It's incredible. It's so gracious of God. I love that. That is awesome. How long did you guys date? We dated for about three and a half years. Okay, so what took so long, bro? Come on, man. I mean, she's beautiful. well. I wanted. Hey,
2: I was checking boxes. I wanted to make that's sure I had lot a good of boxes. job. I finished <laughs> high school. I I was a firefighter in Canada.
1: Okay, so wait a minute. When so did I you? To, how, I wanted to finish my you first when you year? Met her.
2: I was 18. She All was right. 17.
1: And it took you three years to finish high school after 18? Is that you're trying to say? <laughs> that
2: was the best six years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> right. I got a real job. I was a firefighter. I was an EMT. Nice. And then I became a firefighter. Um, second, second youngest guy in Edmonton to ever get on the job. Good for you. Yeah, I beat out 1,500 other applicants Wow. at uh, 20 years old. And I wanted to finish my probation period, which is one year. Okay. They had one year to get rid of me if they needed to. And after that, I was in.
1: Oh, that's awesome. So that's... Let yeah. me tell you about my friend Derek. He's gone to school online, gotten a degree as a missionary. We're jumping ahead as he's in Romania. This guy just finished an internship that usually takes an hour, a year. He did it in like 24 hours. I mean, it's, <laughs> a, it's, it's incredible. This is a guy who not only checks boxes, but sets goals and really goes after them. But... Again, we're jumping into the story, but I want you to know, it's it's not just somebody that's that wants to uh, fulfill goals. It's somebody who's passionate about God. And I, you may have been counting uh, ceiling tiles and light bulbs, but I know that your <laughs> devotion um, to your, your God, our God, our Savior, includes a real devotion to your family and leading them in, in family worship. And, you know, you've been very diligent. I've, I've really been encouraged by your commitment to give your life to christ and your commitment to lead your family to christ and if that includes going to romania as a missionary you did it but now we're i'm way ahead of the story so let's go back and pick up a little bit so you're shannon and you are up in canada you're falling in love you're getting married you're you're fighting fires you're doing an emt you're doing it really young you got through your probation period what got you to you eventually you're going to end up in in mississippi is that correct yeah, and so you know that's not an average story that a guy from Edmonton is going to end up in Mississippi. So what what did you do wrong? I mean, I'm sorry. What what <laughs> happened that uh, that you ended up there? Well, you know the story that the Israelites wandered in the desert for forty <laughs> yes, years. I got gotcha. you. Well, does well, that mean Romania is the promised land?
2: Well, you know.
1: Uh, Interesting for you guys. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean <laughs> to interrupt. Um, let's see. Where was I? Where? How'd you get to? How'd you get to Mississippi? <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, uh, well, my parents moved in 1995 uh, because I had a, I had an uncle who was a wealthy businessman and uh, he had a farm. I grew up on a farm. Yeah. I'm a farm boy. And he also had a hobby farm that he wanted to make into a real farm and my dad was a lifetime you know, career farmer. And he asked my dad to come down and manage his farm. And we we struggled with that. I loved my job as a firefighter. But uh, we also wanted to be around the family. Sure. So the family left the Mississippi in 95. We stayed and applied for a green card. And that took two years. Okay. My dad was a born U.S. citizen. Okay. And it took us two years to get a green card, and then we moved to Mississippi you, in 97. Were any
1: of your kids, was Aaron or, or Jesselyn? were they born in Canada? Jess in and Aaron were both born in Canada. Okay. Hey, I want a little shout out that I, I could figure that, that those two might have been born there. So uh, I look back at some of your pictures, and I think that Aaron had a lot of, uh, uh, looking back at your history of, of mission work, I could picture Aaron wearing a, a hockey shirt and uh, oh, yeah. often uh, Elijah or, or maybe Isaac was wearing a Canadian flag as well you know the the maple leaf it's a beautiful, that, that, that was beautiful Shannon's
2: name. mom loved to love to send uh clothes
1: Which for is Christmas awesome.
2: to the kids with Canadian paraphernalia.
1: If I ask you right now could you sing oh canada I think uh, I learned it in French before I ever learned land. it in English. Did you really? Yeah, in school. Très bien, parce que tu ne parles pas français en uh, Edmonton. And you, know, you don't really speak French. That's more of the Quebec province, is it not? Uh,
2: yeah, Yeah, it is. Okay, I mean,
1: well, let's keep going. Anyway, so, we'll move on. Uh, that, that's really impressive. So you had two kids. You guys move uh, to down into uh, near Jackson, uh, Mississippi. South right? of Jackson. Mm-hmm. Okay, and... Uh, How long was it before you felt the call into uh, missions at that point?
2: Well, I never had any experience in missions. Our church, I grew up in the Christian Reformed Mm -hmm. Dutch church in Edmonton. They didn't really talk about missions. Maybe once a year they'd have somebody from the the CRWRC, if you're familiar with that, the Christian Reformed World Relief thing. And so they'd have somebody from Africa come down and do a presentation maybe once a year. And it was always interesting. Until we moved to Mississippi and joined the PCA church, we were never really confronted with missions as, as something
1: that, wow. people, that people do. What a change. So we were going from really hardly ever thinking about it, knowing about it, to being all in. Yeah, so we got interested. They said, oh, this is cool.
2: And it started in when we had mission conference at our church. We would invite missionaries to stay at our home because I, I thought, okay, they're
0: yeah.
1: you know,
2: like who wants to host a missionary? I mean, they're weird, right? And, <laughs> and what, what do you talk about? Yeah. So we would say, wow, well, come on over. So they spend the weekend, and we really loved getting to know them.
1: Wow, interesting. And it
2: wasn't until several years later that uh, there was a family, uh, a couple recruiting for Romania, and they just. They just said the word recruiting during their presentation. I don't remember anything of what they said. Wow. But they mentioned the word recruiting and Romania and I felt like I swallowed a brick. Interesting. Seriously, it, it was that that fast? That's incredible. That, that was our call and Shannon, I looked at Shannon. She looked at me. Afterwards, we talked about it and like what is going on?
1: So she felt it at the same time. I'd never been on a mission trip. That's incredible. Actually,
2: but, Romania is my second mission trip. I just haven't left. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, so did you? Uh, so uh, Shannon felt it at same time. Calling the calling was was equal and apparent. To how gracious us. of God to do that! You know how different if, if, it would have been if he
2: hadn't have done that. Yeah, it would have been.
1: You know, we don't have time for this, but you know the the what who's called the father of modern missions is a guy named William Carey out of England and. You read his story. He went to India. His wife did not want to go. He left her. I mean, there was, she wound up going insane on the field. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, some people will praise him for being somebody that had incredible tenacity. To me, I'm like, did you miss your calling? I mean, if your wife is that against it, you you know, it's just kind of interesting. But I really think it's fantastic. God gave that both to you. So once you heard that sermon, how long did it take you to get to Romania?
2: Well, we met with uh, this this couple, and and what intrigued us because I don't have any skills.
1: That's not true. You have a lot of skills. You uh, have a ton of skills. If we are comparing skills, like pastoral skills
2: to... seminary. Uh, okay, you know, so you didn't um, have theological educational training. Educational skills. Okay, maybe I had not been to university. Okay. Or anything yet. Uh,
1: but let me make sure everybody knows. Derek's got a ton of skills. He may not have had the formal training. I, I can swing a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> you do a lot of things, brother.
2: Um, Let's see, we went um, on a, we talked to that family and they, what really intrigued us again was that they said, we just need Christian families Hmm. to be present in Romania because of the communism and how it, it just broke down family structure so terribly. So we said, okay, well, maybe we can do that.
1: And you had at the time, I've seen the pictures, it was July 13th. 2007 is when you guys got on the field. And mm-hmm. so, and Hannah was really a little girl. She and, you was know, one year old, yeah. Yeah, one years old. And, you know, Elijah was very young. All your kids were. But it was just, so you took five kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talk about a family going. Um, well, how old was Aaron at the time? Do you remember? He was eight, I believe. Okay, so yeah. between eight and one. So you...
2: Jess, Jess was, I think Jess was 10.
1: Okay. You know, yeah, J-
2: Jess had just turned ten, and Hannah was one.
1: I got you. That's right. Um, so yeah, they're five children. Okay, and and then uh, you guys go over there. Uh, did you know where Romania was when you swallowed that brick? Did you? Keep, no, keep... uh.
2: Uh-uh. Shannon and I went home, and we looked. We like spun the globe, and said, "Where the heck is Romania? <laughs> yeah, where are, what are we we they What did
1: they there? there? Uh, and by the way, isn't the uh, college near you that you've done some work Transylvania? Is that where uh... oh,
2: actually the University of Transylvania? Yeah, pretty... yeah actually, we're only thirty-five kilometers. Enough? Do I need to translate that? No, no, that's
1: good. It's it's, it's for you guys don't know. It's like one hundred and fifty miles. <laughs> Next, are you probably... so that, that sounds good to me. Yeah, well. <laughs> Yeah, thirty. So a kilometer is less. So, so like thirty-five miles, maybe. Is that? Is that? No, no it's like twenty it miles. Up, a five, five k, twenty miles. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know why you guys use that metric system. It makes <laughs> we're, no we're, sense. We're,
2: we're only okay. Twenty miles then. Twenty from, miles from Dracula's castle.
1: That's incredible. Yeah. So if, you, if there ever was a need for missions, it's twenty <laughs> miles from Dracula, whatever that guy's name is, <laughs> castle. So, uh, yeah. um, okay. So that was back in. Uh, as I said, 2007, so if I can do my math quickly, 13 years or so, you guys years. have been there faithfully serving the Lord. What do you do? What's, what, what's, what's going on over there?
2: Well, what do I, man, like- What's my, the
1: ministry? What, what, what's the, the,
2: we, we are a church plant.
1: Just like King's Chapel.
2: Yep, um, so MTW is a church planting organization.
1: Right.
2: So we went to plant the church and it started from a Bible study, and now we well, we've been meeting regularly on Sunday mornings for about eight years.
1: And your dream is to have a Romanian pastor, is that correct? That
2: that that is our goal. Uh, our our vision is to see Reformed and Covenantal churches planted in Romania. Wow! So our desire. Our, our role then is to identify, train, and resource nationals to equip them for full-time gospel ministry.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, really, if we're going to win Romania for Christ, uh, we got to do it through churches. We got to do it through planning churches,
2: and you got to do it through Romanians. Yeah, you if we want to do something Romanians. that's reproducible and sustainable. Yeah then it has to be led by romanians
1: right? and i love the fact i know you've taught a lot of english i know you've done some university work i know your house is an open door to people coming in i know that there's been some phenomenal stories of even a, a couple that was uh, i think they were both orphans <laughs> at one time that met each other and yeah. uh, have uh now do they have any children yet they have two children okay which i know has been a big part of your ministry and you just think huge, of the gospel story of redemption yeah I mean, isn't that the gospel? We are ado- we are orphans that have been redeemed by what God's a story grace? of redemption. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's in phenomenal. You know, I think at the end of the day, when we look at this and we look back when we're in eternity, and we see that family there with us, you know, maybe you go for just for families like that. I mean, you know, nobody else. And so, uh, and I know there's much more going I, on. I hope so. I, yeah. ho- I hope that's what people see. Yeah,
2: most people see, or most people ask, "What's the return on investment? Why sure. should I invest in missions?" Right. And uh, you can't, it's, it's hard to see the eternal impact because we're so temporal. Yeah. That, that's, that's the hard part. And I see King Chapel's investment in Romania, that has an eternal consequence. Yeah, amen. No I doubt? love that. Absolutely I love no that. doubt.
1: But you know, as Americans, or Canadian Americans... And especially a farmer, you know, think of planting seeds, and you know, a, a seed has to die, and then it has to germinate, and then and, and bear fruit. It takes a while, and so it, it takes it, a it's, while. It's God can do things instantaneously, but you know, on the mission, would sometimes I know, I'm, I'm the an truth?
2: impatient person. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> But his plan is unfolding. It's a beautiful plan. Um, I love being there. I love seeing your church. I know that you do everything to go over on Saturday and help clean that up and get it ready. I know you help lead the worship, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, I know the guy who's over there, Maurice. Uh, he was in my presbytery when I was a mm-hmm. part of that presbytery. Um, you know, So I, I love it. And by the way, Derek and I, uh, we FaceTime most every month and uh, spend about an hour together. We've been doing that. How long have we been doing that? Do you know?
2: Yeah, I, I several years yeah
1: I'd say three four years which, uh, yeah yeah at least mm-hmm. right so um, which has been great and uh, um, I, I love it. I think one of the highlights what I see of what's happening over there is you guys have church on Sunday and then you open up, up your house afterwards is that correct is mm-hmm. that so you do tell me a little bit about that
2: well we people love projects. A lot of people come you know mission work is often let's do a vbs let's sure and i you know i love those things so don't hear me say that i i don't think those are important yeah but a lot of the times those activities are like the circus coming to town sure you know people want to see what's happening oh they're americans i want to hear them speak english and sure so we said we're gonna do less activities and less projects and invest more in people. It's incredible. The the kind of thing that you can't you can't really measure. Sure. Um, so we started to open up our home, and several years ago, the couple that Jeff mentioned, the orphans that grew up in the same orphanage from like five, three, four years old, mm-hmm. got married. They asked us to be their their godparents, mm-hmm. and it's it started when we. They wanted to be a part of our lives. They said, we, we'd never seen
1: family. family.
2: Yeah. we have never seen a healthy marriage. We've never seen people interact with their kids in a healthy way. And we've never seen it done with biblical principles. Wow. So they started to come to our house every Sunday. So we opened up our home. Well, they came, out, came to church. They came to our house at 1230. We fed them lunch. They left at 830 every evening. We did that for about two years.
1: Wow, that's a long day, man. That's a long day. But we loved it.
2: Yeah. Of course, sometimes it's, you know, it's It's, it's tiring too. Sure, no doubt. So then we started meeting with a small group, four young couples. Yeah. And I really see that's the future, leadership of the church. So we do it every second Sunday, and Shannon and I will prepare a meal, and then we have a discussion. And our, our discussion before I came to the States last fall was. What is biblical community? Wow. And there was a tremendous transformation there. So they would come over, we'd eat lunch, they'd all leave at five, six o'clock in the afternoon. It's incredible. And and we saw people really catch a vision for the church, Mm -hmm. for ministry, Mm -hmm. not just being a consumer at church, Mm -hmm. but everybody going, really, I do Mm -hmm. have something Mm -hmm. to offer Mm -hmm. the body of Christ.
1: You know, I think in America, and again, you can't broad brush these things, but so much of understanding biblical community community in our country I mean is has been lost or waning you know I mean if you go to church you don't have to be connected sometimes you know you don't have to you can go and be entertained or you know be stimulated through a sermon um, but you know are we locking arms are we really being uh, united in, in Christ mm-hmm. and in and, and one in Christ and a family and and You know, that's that's a beautiful that coin and ea fellowship. Uh you know, it sounds like you guys have really started to tap into that and that's fantastic. And and they're embracing it. Yeah. They're they're really
2: embracing the idea of community.
1: That's the aroma of Christ. Although at the
2: beginning they didn't know that they needed community because Hmm. they don't they don't have a definition for community. Interesting. Because it sounds
1: like Something Com- in common sounds like communism. Communism, interesting. Yeah, wow. So That's they were all very skeptical at the beginning. Yeah. But now they, they love it. Well, we're excited to have totally. you Sunday. Look forward to seeing the video that yeah, you're going to bring about to your ministry. And let me let me also say, uh, I know you're in the states. Uh, you got to do this uh, periodically. And well, the reason you come back home um, is not just because you miss your family, which I know I'm sure you do. takes <laughs> Exactly but it's it's cuz you got to do some important mission work which is a hard mission work and that's kind of raising support right and so you got to cover your expenses and a lot of times for i guess all people but i could say for Americans out of sight out of mind you know and you're far right, yeah, away and absolutely and, it's, and as it's, time it's, passes yeah it's it's easy yeah. to forget and you know you uh, seeing Shannon and you yesterday and again I've had the privilege of being in Romania with Katie I, they've had I've had the privilege of having the Ebers family here uh, I wish your kids were here. By the way, I miss you kids. If you guys are listening, love y'all. We pray for you uh, regularly. Um, but you mentioned the deficit that you guys have to, to kind of overcome before you go back. And it was staggering to me. I mean, it was like...
2: I mean, does everybody know that as an MTW missionary that we have to raise our own support? Yeah. And what that means? Yeah. You know, I had one guy, our first HMA in 2010, our home... H-
1: What's HMA? HMA,
2: yeah. Home Ministry Assignment. Right. Yeah, we thought it used to be called furlough because it was like rest like, right. and recuperate. Now it's... It's like go raise money. Now it's run around like a chicken with your head cut off. Yeah, say, please help me. Please yeah, help me. And please so prepare. I so somebody from our home church said, so what are you going to be doing now that you're back? And He didn't even let me finish. And he said, well, I guess you'll just go around begging for money. Oh. So in a sense, we can't be in Romania unless people give. Right. I don't set my own budget. MTW sets a budget for everybody in your organization and says you must raise this much to live and cover all these expenses. So, we we meet the budget that they have set and we go around begging for money and and, yeah. and trying to help people see that investing in the ministry is is an e- eternal investment. Talking to Brooks here with a finance degree. Uh, yeah. You know, how, how do you invest in something that you'll never see a return on? Like, how important is that?
1: Yeah. But, you now, know, it's got to be a Christian. Be, it's got to be a partnership. It's paramount. Yeah. And I think if we understand God's word and his heart for the nations, um, hopefully that softens our heart to do that. So, brother, um, if, if someone is listening and they how, how do you support uh, Derek and Shannon Evers and your family? How, how does that happen? What do you what do you have to do? Yeah, but a website pretty easy now.
2: I think if you go to a website, it's ways to give at I don't know, it's like mtw. If you go to mtw.org and then there's a ways to give and then you can, can find search you. you can search our name, okay, or account number. Okay. Uh, which is uh 12140. Okay. Um
1: I think <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have he's, he's, to this that, is right? easy to give. And he's like, like, okay, how do I do this? But yeah. you know what? No,
2: but on their, on their website, it's yeah. easy. Cause then you can set up a, a recurring, a recurring gift.
1: Okay. Yeah. Hey, we love you, man. Uh, let me, let me, let me pray as I close. Okay. And Father God, thanks so much for my dear brother, Derek. Thank you for the things I've learned about you through his life, through his marriage, uh, through his family. I uh, Thank you for the example he sets um, to so many. God, I thank you that their home is a place of, I uh, guess, gospel community, um, Lord. I, I ask that that would bear fruit uh, in the Ebers family and beyond. I know it already has. And Lord, um, I thank you for their faithfulness. Um, I thank you for the work that you are doing. And uh, it's near Brashov, and it's not the name. What's the name of the town that you're in again? Kodlia. Yeah, that's it. And so, God, I just asked that the gospel would bear fruit there in an amazingly beautiful way. Thank you for the stories of redemption that we are seeing and hearing of those, uh, that couple that grew up in that, that orphanage um, that uh, are just grown in Christ. Uh, Lord, would you continue to just bless them and, and bring more stories like that, uh, Father God? May, or there, may there truly be um, some Romanian pastors raised up and some more plants and um, Lord, uh, for the glory of our great God and the good of our neighbor, bless them. Bless their efforts is uh, they try to raise support and God uh, made a lot of people want to partner with them and um, what a privilege it is to stand behind them. They're willing to go. Uh, I often hear, hear Derek say, you know, you gotta be uh, uh, you know, radical giver, goer, um, or there's one more, giver, gatherer. gatherer. And uh, God may, uh, we do our part um, to support uh, the cause of Christ, not the cause of the Ebers, the cause of Christ, the fame of Jesus mm-hmm. around the world. For the glory of our great God, for the good of our neighbor, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Mm-hmm all right brooksy i'm sorry i dominated the mic here man so uh no
0: problem no problem i'll I'll get that link and i'll put it in the description of the podcast okay thank
1: you for doing that that's awesome it's a talented guy i have no idea what he's talking about but (laughs) it is really really good hey brooksy did you learn anything today i did i learned a lot i learned a lot and thanks and it's always
0: fun having a a guest on our show for sure yeah we did so they don't have to just listen to us yes (laughs) i know it's
1: a little longer today than normal so thanks for hanging in there with us and uh, listen folks uh We'll be back next week, and uh, we will pick back up Prodigal God, which will be great. You get an extra week for your homework assignment. It's I need it. (laughs) All right. See you guys. Blessings, y'all. See you Sunday.